0: This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. In honor of the Detroit Lions having the 21st pick in the draft on today's show, it's a special edition just a few days away from the NFL draft. There will be several shows going on, but for today, it's as follows. 21 things, the definitive list of 21 things that are guaranteed to happen during the NFL draft. I decided to make this list for y'all some people predict a few i got them all so when they all come true don't be apart. just stand up and give your boy applause it's the hindsight 20 podcast i'm your host as always jerry mallory i want to thank each and every one of you for listening dude it's what 72 ish hours away from the NFL draft. I know you're excited for it. I am as well. We've done mock drafts, we've done analysis, and we'll still get a chance to do that. Like I said, this is one of many shows uh, that's gonna be coming up, uh, but today is a little bit different. I'm a huge fantasy football guy. Most of you are, no doubt. And one of my favorite things right before uh, it's time to draft, you know, different fantasy drafts happen throughout the preseason, is Matthew Berry on ESPN. He has this definitive list, 50 things, uh, basically his manifesto, if you will, 50 things to live by, to go by, to uh, to die by even, uh, according to him and the NFL draft or fantasy draft that is. So for me, I decided to... An inspiration of Matthew Berry make a list 21 things that's why we got the 50 cent the 21 questions going on 21 definitive things uh, that will happen 21 things to look out for uh, at this upcoming 2017 NFL draft most of them are lion centric some of them are just about the NFL draft as a whole A few of these on the list aren't definitive like a yes or no but they're just strong leanings that i want you to consider but quite a few of them are just plain and simple i'll either be right or wrong and so at the end of this list uh we'll see you know how many i'll get right like i said though i'm shooting for a thousand 21 for 21 man we got 50 cent playing in the background that's a pretty good song i mean it's a lot of levels to that song too okay uh, a little hypocritical, you know. Here you go. You got Fifty Cent giving all these demands, basically. You know, would you love me and da 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 da? da, da. Basically asking a girl, you know, if I didn't have this money, you know, could you love me on the bus? Nate Dog, shout out to Nate Dog. You know, all these demands, you know, basically asking if a girl would like him if it wasn't for the material things. Basically, you know, he wants a girl that's gonna love Fifty Cent for Fifty Cent, right? But at the same time, if he was given a, a list of things he wanted from the girl. Sure enough, it would be primarily superficial. Love the song, though. I think my favorite line is, I love you like a fat kid loves cake. I used to tell that to my niece, and she would hate it. She thought I was calling her fat. She was young. I'm like, no, I'm not calling you fat. I said, I love you like a fat kid loves cake. We laugh about it now. All right, enough of that. 50 Cent will remain in the background, maybe. I might cut it off, depending on how I'm feeling. Let's get into this list. 21 Definitive Things That Will Happen. During the NFL draft. Now, uh, number one is right off the bat. Not like a yes or no, but bear with me. And it is as follows. Akello Witherspoon is the forgotten name of all the prospects that the Lions have been, you know, rumored to be interested in and all the uh, the positions. Cornerback has been mentioned as well. Uh, Akello Witherspoon. He got some love for a time or two, but we haven't heard much about him. We've seen the Lions being mocked trading up. For Kevin King, yes, they like Kevin King. However, if you like Kevin King, you got to like Akello, Akello uh, Weatherspoon. The size, the, the physical attributes are similar. So, you know, Kevin King's stock has risen to the point where he probably is going to go in the first round late. If not, if it's in the second round, it will certainly be before the Lions pick. Weatherspoon is someone, you know, you could probably get in the third. Depending on how much they love him, they could uh, shoot for the second round It's just a name to look out for. We've been hearing a lot about this and that player. Uh, Mr. Witherspoon has been the forgotten name. Number two, you know, the Lions are talking defense, 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 right? Or the fans primarily. The Lions aren't sitting there and saying, hey, we have to get all defensive players. But we know the deficiencies on this team. We know the things that they addressed on offense. You know, this offseason, primarily that offensive line bolstering the right side. And so if you ask the fans, it's, you know, Defense, we got to draft defense, 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 defense. Well, I'm here to tell you this. Our first four picks, there will be some defense, but I guarantee you, the first four picks the Lions make, two of those picks of the first four will be on the offensive side of the ball. There are needs. We already know. Receiver, running back, tight end, uh, those are the three main needs on offense. And uh, in the first four rounds, as much as we want to say defense, 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 there will be two offensive players picked between rounds one and four. Number three, Ruben Foster. We love him, but you know, you got all these things with the drugs uh, and the injury, the shoulder. So that's one guy, Hassan Reddick. We love this guy. I mean, talk about someone's stock just completely skyrocketing. Two guys, uh, very talented, could fit what the Lions want to do at linebacker. Well, neither one of them will be available at 21. Now, Hassan Reddick isn't much of a surprise now. It's almost a foregone conclusion. His stock has just gone through the roof to the point where we know he won't be available. But Ruben Foster is the guy where it's like, well, he might be there. Do you draft him or do you draft uh, Jarrett Davis? And does he go to the second round? All that's fine and dandy. He's not going to be there, okay? At pick 21, we won't have the option of drafting either one because reuben foster and hassan reddick will both be drafted in the top 20 number four taco charlton jabril peppers malik mcdowell three super talented guys all from uh the state of michigan in terms of where they play collegiately. well guess what they'll all be available at 21 and the lions will pass on each of them for different reasons depending on uh the player but we're not getting into all the specifics It's simple. At 21, the Lions will be able to choose between Taco Charlton, Jabril Peppers, and Malik McDowell, and they will pass on each player. Number five, the Lions will draft an open defensive end. Now, that's the position that Ziggy Ansah plays. So you would think they'll be looking for a closed end. Their their assignment and their responsibilities are a little bit different. Well, that's fine and dandy. I see a shift coming. I see some changes potentially being made and the Lions will be looking for a faster, speedier open end, which could mean a few things. It could mean Ziggy moving to that closed in spot, which many people aren't crazy about. It's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or perhaps they're going to have some insurance in case Ziggy is no longer on the team. That's something I'm going to talk about. Uh after the draft, the possibility of uh, losing Ziggy Ansah in a year or two, maybe even fetching something for him via the trade. But we're talking about the NFL draft. The Lions will draft an open end in the NFL draft. Now, number six, going to move away from the Lions and let's focus on a few other aspects of the NFL draft. It's the Cleveland Browns. We love them, right? No, we don't. We play them this year. Uh, They need a quarterback. Yes, they picked up Brock Osweiler, but that was a savvy move, basically accumulating cap for a draft pick. Very savvy. Well, they definitely need a quarterback, but they will not draft a quarterback until day three of the NFL draft. So rounds one, rounds two, rounds three, we know they have several picks in those first uh, two days. It doesn't matter. They're going to look at other positions. They will not draft a quarterback in rounds one, two, or three. It won't be until day three, rounds four through seven, when the Cleveland Browns will finally pick up a young, maybe promising signal caller. Number seven, there will only be two offensive linemen drafted in round one. And one of them is going to be a guard. That means one tackle in the first round. Uh, That guard is Forrest Lamp. That tackle is Ryan Ramchek. Everyone else, we'll see you on Friday. Number eight, Patrick Mahomes will be the second quarterback taken in the draft. Now, there's debate. You know, Mitchell Trubisky's going to be the first quarterback, whether it's uh, number two to San Fran or a little bit further down. You know, you got to like the odds of him being the first guy. After that, there is some debate. You've got Deshaun Watson. You've got uh, Deshaun Kaiser. All right, there's some, uh, you know, there's some fluctuation depending on who you ask. And then there's Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's the one with the cannon for an arm. Kaiser has that cannon for an arm also. And uh, Mahomes is the least in terms of experience. You know, he's the most raw. Some people like his moxie. Some people don't. The potential, okay? His ceiling is much higher than anybody's, I would say, including Mitchell Trubisky. That's right. Don't call him Mitch. It's Mitchell Trubisky. And uh, at the end of the day, he will be the second quarterback taken before Deshaun Watson, before Kaiser Patrick Mahomes, second quarterback taken in the NFL draft. Number nine, back to the Lions. Lakin Tomlinson will still be a Detroit Lion once the draft has ended. There's been a lot of speculation. You know, you've got Glasgow, you've got Joe Dahl, both kind of vying for that left guard spot. But Lakin Tomlinson isn't going to give up just yet. He's looked rough. He's looked bad. He's still in the mix. And I think Bob Quinn is more open to the competition between Lakin Thomason, Graham Glasgow, and Joe Daw than the fans believe. You know, we've talked about, hey, let's use Lakin Thomasson now. We got three guards fighting for one spot. You know, one of them could be a backup and you trade Lakin for some draft flexibility. I don't think it's going to happen. First of all, it's hard to execute trades involving players in the draft. So even if the Lions were interested in doing it and they wanted to explore it, which they might, it's hard to do. But number two, I don't think the Lions are just that sold on, you know, putting in concrete, you know, p- writing in that permanent pin Graham Glasgow at the left guard spot. Glasgow played good, but uh, we we might potentially, uh, as a fan base, have overrated him just a little bit. You know, I love the guy. I think he'll be fine. I think we were so happy to see him on the field. and He was so much better than what Lakin did. You know, he, he, he did struggle. And I don't think left guard is completely sold up. Uh, Lakin will get a shot. As well as Joe Dawd at the end of the day, Laken Thomason will still be on this team once the draft is over. Number 10, the Lions will draft a quarterback in day three. Not a big shock, You know, some of these 21 proclamations aren't necessarily, oh man, bold predictions or wild predictions. Just some observations. And uh, as we know right now, we have two quarterbacks on the roster. Uh, you know, Jake Rudock is now our number two. We don't have a number three. Uh, it will come via the draft. Uh, Bob Quinn has said, hey, it's kind of good if you could pick up a quarterback every year, if possible. Uh, it doesn't work out that way all the time, but I think this uh, this year it does. And so day three, probably around six-ish, we will pick up another guy, uh, a third-string quarterback that we can groom. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with him. Number 11. The biggest fall of the draft will be Jonathan Allen. And uh, by fall, you know, he's still going to be a first-round pick. All right? He's still going to be in the upper half of the first round but for someone that was you know mocked to go number one at one point then miles garrett just kind of blew that out of proportion but then number two number three number four kind of in that range i'm looking at jonathan allen i'm seeing more of a 10 to 15 you know he's talented a little bit of a tweener and guys like solomon thomas i think have clearly surpassed him You already know when it comes to quarterbacks. Who knows how many quarterbacks will be picked early? A few pretty good running backs this year that could be picked up in that upper half. Tons of cornerbacks. We'll talk about one in a second. And so when it's all said and done, I see Jonathan Allen slipping. Not, you know, not a precipitous fall, nothing major, but a guy that was considered a top two or three prospect now falling to the 10 to 15 range gotta let that beat ride a little bit it's nice i'm gonna cut it up just for a second this was a nice you know it's crazy to call this old school it doesn't feel like it was that long ago but it's technically a you know with it with the advent of 105.1 the definition of what's old school music now is kind of like you know 10 years or older uh but this is technically you know old school let's let it ride just for a little bit All right, let's move on. I got my little sip of my drink there. Number 12. You're not going to like this. I'm not going to like this. But we have to come to the realization that David Njoku is very much a realistic possibility for the Lions. I'm looking at several ways this draft could fall. Certain players that we're hoping to be there they're not there joku could be sitting there as the number one target on the lions draft board it would have to feature pretty much just one quarterback being taken you know it would have to feature you know maybe just one of those running backs or maybe just two you know the the, the draft board would have to fall a certain way where all of those defensive linemen that we may have considered are gone where you know the linebackers that we like are gone you know jared davis even goes in the top 20 maybe even zach cunningham There's a certain accumulation of of players and scenarios where David Njoku could easily be at the top of the Lions draft board. I'm not happy about it. You're not happy about it. But we have to accept this. It is a distinct possibility. David Njoku could be the pick at number 21. Please don't throw up, guys. I almost did for your Detroit Lions. Number 13, Corey Davis is a top 10 talent. And if he's there at 21, despite needs at linebacker, despite needs at defensive end, the Lions won't hesitate. They'll run up to the board and they'll draft their number one receiver of the future. Uh, There's been speculation that maybe Corey Davis could fall, you know, not able to get the 40 time and just a few of the things they wanted to see. Uh, Some people knocked the fact that you know his highlights are against inferior competition, quote unquote. Every legit NFL guy would look that way against uh, the Mac. I don't agree with that necessarily. So he could very well fall. But I'll tell you this: for my naked eye, what is that naked eye? Like, you know, what's what's the other alternative? Like someone that has eyes with like a pair of jeans over them? I don't know. But for my naked eye, I'm no scout. I'm no professional. What I've seen and actually watching the games, not just the highlights and the build and the everything to me, screams number one receiver, screams like a Des Bryant type of guy. I think the Lions feel the same way. He's a top 10 talent despite having, you know, more pressing needs and potentially guys being there. Like, I don't know, Ruben Foster, who I don't think will be, but maybe like a Jared Davis or, you know, pick defensive end here. Corey Davis is there, receiver from uh, Western Michigan. Guess what? The Lions are going to draft him. Number 14, Gary and Connolly, cornerback, Ohio State, is going to be drafted in the top 10. The momentum has been great. I almost want to say he was going to get picked up before his teammate, but that, that would have been just a little bit too far. All right. Gary and Connolly has all the tools that you want. All right. The size, the speed. This guy's a beast. And in the league where it's a passing league and you see the number, I mean, there's so many talented receivers. It's going to be a team that's going to jump. It's going to be a team that, you know, Connolly right now is being mocked anywhere between like 10 to 20s. He's going in the top 10. It's not going to be early. You know, I can see eight. I can see nine. I can see ten. Dare I even say the New York Jets? were there at six. Gary and Connolly is going to be drafted in the top 10. Number 15, Dalvin Cook will be the first running back taken in this draft. Leonard Fournette is a beast. Christian McCaffrey is a beast. And Dalvin Cook's a beast as well. Great usage of words and great analysis, Jerry. But seriously, those three guys are all really good. Depending on what you want, depending on what you need, they kind of specialize in different things. And uh, Leonard Fournette has been mocked to... The Panthers, so many times, you know, I could definitely see it happening. But I could see them passing, you know, depending on who falls. Each team, you know, values their running back and wants certain things from their running back. And that's the separation point. Leonard Fournette is more of an eye back, you know, more under center you know, type of deal. Dalvin Cook has uh, more flexibility. You know, he can play out of the shotgun, which so many quarterbacks do. He has receiving ability. Same for Christian McCaffrey, but Cook has a little bit more sizzle. Now, I'm not the only one when it comes to just ranking uh, these running backs that have Cook and Fournette, like neck and neck. I even know uh, Private choice very own Alex Reno, who is just the man at this type of thing in rankings analysis. He has Dalvin Cook as his number one running back. I want to say Albert Breer has Dalvin Cook as his number one running back. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Mike Mayock at one point, it may have changed, has had Dalvin Cook as his number one running back with Leonard Fournette at number two. You know, some of these guys are saying this for a reason. I feel there are several GMs that feel as though Dalvin Cook is the number one running back in this draft, followed by Leonard Fournette. And it will come to fruition at the draft because Dalvin Cook will be the first running back taken in the NFL draft. 16, the Patriots will move back into the first round. This isn't a big shocker. They have flexibility. They have players that they're willing to part with both Jimmy Garoppolo and Malcolm Butler. Some way, somehow, one of those two, I'm thinking Malcolm Butler, gets moved and the Patriots find their way back into the first round. They often like to, you know, accumulate picks. They don't like trading too many picks for one. They don't have to do that. They can actually use one of their players to get a late first-round pick. Garoppolo could even net a high first-round pick. And In any event, they're going to move somebody, and they're going to be picking day one. Number 17 is a guy that, you know, besides the risk, you know, character issues and other issues and only being on contract for one more year, I would love the Lions to try to get this guy it's Sheldon Richardson. He's more of a D and on the 3-4. I could see him playing three-tech defensive tackle in a 4-3 without any issue. Sheldon Richardson will be the big chip move, the big player moved at this year's draft. You know, they've got Leonard. What's the, what's the guy that they just drafted? Oh, I can't think. I was going to call him Leonard Floyd. Oh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Name escapes me. They have Muhammad Wilkerson. They've got the big kid, you know, from USC. I can't think of his name right now. Forgive me. You know, they're kind of set for the interior line and uh, the money that Richardson's going to get. You know, they just gave Workerson a big chunk of change. The big USC kid. Sorry, I can't think of your name right now. Isn't it Leonard? I don't know. Whatever. They're going to pay him eventually. You know, Richardson's the odd man out. He's got one year left. They're going to be smart and get something for him. And so uh, Sheldon Richardson is going to be the big player, the big chip moved at this year's NFL draft. Number 18, the Lions are more likely to trade up than trade down in the first round. We love it. Trade down, get more picks, trade down. get You know, that's always a thing. You know, hey, that's what smart GMs do, right? And that's fine. But, you know, when you have guys like Leonard Fournette, maybe, you know, dangling at 15, or Ruben Foster dangling at 15, or... Hassan Reddick dangling at 13-14. There's some good talent the Lions maybe don't think they could get by 21, and they're kind of in that range. I could see them trading up much more likely than trading down. Number 19, Caleb Brantley 2017 is... Andrew Billings of 2016. Andrew Billings, defensive tackle, ex of Baylor University, was highly touted. First round, his combine looked great. I loved him. A few of my buddies at Pride Detroit loved him. And, you know, hey, he was a he was an option at 16 for the Lions at some point. Then something happened. And he failed and he failed. And he failed to the later rounds of the draft. We'll come to find out he had a knee. Uh, similar to that of Linguini when they uh, looked at it a little bit further. Well, this year, the guy that had the first round hype and then things happen and he fell and he fell and he fell and he's going to fall and fall is Caleb Brantley. You know, you've got the lack of production, you know, it was a lot about potential, what people wanted out of him. Uh, then you had, you know, a few of the things, characters, he too cocky, et cetera, et cetera. But now, you know, this whole issue with domestic abuse just came out uh you know I don't want to say horrible timing because it should come out when it does you know don't withhold something like that you know don't you know he's showing his true colors then fine you know man it's a horrible thing it's hard to root for guys like this it's hard to root for guys like Joe Mixon I personally don't but I'm not getting into all of that I'm just here to give you my take on this list and Caleb Brantley the guy that had the first round hype Falling, falling, falling. He's going to be the guy that's going to fall all the way to probably like the fifth or sixth round in similar fashion. Andrew Billings with all the hype falling several rounds below where he was projected to be just a few weeks before the draft actually took place. Number 20. Offensive linemen are still on the board for the Detroit Lions. I know Bob Quinn said, you know, we're not looking at any linemen. You know, we're all set at linemen, but he already gave you the spill at left guard it's kind of crowded there but you know you still got center to think about a backup center and um that you know Glasgow could do that Swanson you know you gotta worry a little bit about the concussions if it's a recurring thing and also he's a free agent at the end of the year so I really think offensive line is still in play not early and really every position is in play I think after like the fourth round they're just getting the best guy okay quarterback, tight end, it don't matter. You may think you're comfortable at that position, uh, but when, once you get in the later rounds, you're just getting the best player. You're really just trying to fill that up. And so offensive line is still in play, particularly interior guy that can may play guard or center. And number 21, we say number 21 for a prediction of the Lions draft, Michael Roberts will be a Detroit Lion. I'm going to have the mock draft come out for you guys uh, Wednesday. And uh, I'll be talking about this and that player. I've already tooted my horn before about, you know, the predictions I've gotten right in the past. and You yeah. know, if there's one guy I'm confident the Lions are going to pick, and it's hard, man, because you know how things go and and – and people drop and people fall and you know the whole nine. So really, to say one guy definitively will be on your team is hard. But I've done, I've done it a few times this year you know the, uh, this year or uh, over the years from Graham Glasgow to Lake and Tomlinson. I got that tingling that Michael Roberts, tight end from Toledo, fits that bill for the 2017 draft. So at number 21, Michael Roberts, tight end from Toledo, will be a Detroit line. Hope you guys enjoyed this show. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I can ball this list up now. The definitive 21 things that will happen at this year's NFL draft, uh, NFL related, but mostly Lions. Let's give you the schedule. I'm going to have a, a show right before the draft. It's going to drop either Wednesday or a Thursday. Just keep tuning in to my Twitter as well as Detroit Sports Podcast Twitter as well as Private Detroit's Twitter and it will drop, uh, giving you the full seven-round mock draft for the Detroit Lions. I'll be joining the boys, Jeremy Reisman, Ryan Matthews, Alex Reno, and company for the big podcast on Private Detroit, you know, the pre-draft podcast. We're going to do that tomorrow evening, so look forward to seeing that Tuesday or Wednesday. Check PrivateTroit.com. Check my Twitter, at Jerry Mallory NFL, and you'll see it. Um, Other than that, look forward to a show or two. As the draft gets going and then completes, um, I'm eyeing a brief draft uh, recap podcast Thursday night after round one. If I don't do that, I'll do like a Friday night while recap rounds one, two and three. Uh, and then we'll have a, a full draft podcast uh, this upcoming weekend as well. So essentially, I just told you a whole bunch of nothing definitive other than just check my Twitter feed at Detroit sports podcast at detroit podcast at jerry mallory nfl at pride of detroit every day this week all right which you should be doing anyway because i'll be dropping on several shows on several websites and uh even a video on private Detroit. i want to thank each and every one of you for listening as always i just mentioned it but i'll mention it again i can be found at jerry mallory nfl uh on private detroit and hey at Alliance Gamer 2. So I'm going to thank you once again for listening and until a day or two we'll get the complete seven round mock draft right here on the Hindsight 20 podcast. I am Jerry Mallory signing off.